Um, okay, what can I do for the intro? Um, podcast where we mm, smack you with a paint can. <laughs> Hello, you guys, and welcome to We're Podding This Together, the podcast where we teach you how to booby trap your house. I'm Indoni. And I'm Dustin. Leave your passports and your kids at home this Christmas month. It's. Sorry. <laughs> trying to flow so nicely from intro to like tagline. <laughs> yeah. Nope. I don't know. But what, what month is it? It's Christmas month. So you better leave your passports and your kids at home because today we're watching Home Alone. What is your imdb review of home alone kid makes mess at dinner punishment is he gets a staycation away from family it's pretty good that's basically what happened brat child brutalizes middle-aged men Ooh, i like that <laughs> a little bit better <laughs> okay so he you want to hear the real uh review synopsis yes. An eight-year-old troublemaker must protect his house from a pair of burglars when he is accidentally left home alone by his family during Christmas vacation. Accidentally, quote-unquote. Accidentally. I don't know. The kid, he was, like, kind of a little brat. He did suck. So, yeah. His I'm whole sure family it. sucked. <laughs> they do. But, you know, it's okay, because immediately at the beginning of the movie, we get to see his family. So there's a massive house, like, ridiculously big. Mm-hmm. And there are tons of kids running around. Everyone's packing to leave on vacation. They're all kind of terrible. Have you heard of like the, oh, there's like a theory of, you know, what the hell does Kevin's dad do for a job? Because that's in Chicago. That's got to be a million dollar house at least, maybe two. They have, I don't know how many kids that they're, they're flying first class to Paris for how long, like, what are they doing? How much money do they have? They have a lot of money, obviously. But I caught in the mood like which i had never noticed before i caught that his mom says that the dad's other brother moved to france and is flying everyone out so his brother is the oh. one that's real fucking wealthy oh they were fl- okay i always thought it was his dad like flying like the uncle and the cousins out no it was his brother flying ah, the okay. other two brothers but so his dad is still wealthy. very wealthy yeah his dad is still very wealthy because he's got five kids and has that huge house what what does he do what do you think he does <laughs> Dude, I couldn't even hazard a guess to be honest because he's he doesn't seem like super stressed he's not like a Wall Street guy or like financial guy or anything like that he seems he's not a doctor because I feel like they would have maybe talked about that or yeah he's a doctor yeah it would have been like paging Dr. McAllister yeah I, I, don't, I don't know like money laundering for the mob it's, yeah it's in Chicago right so he's probably in like the freight world where it's actually just mobsters which, by the way, we'll get into these a little bit later too, but like I tried to pay attention to, yeah, other stuff maybe because I've seen this every year for God knows how long now. But like I tried to pay attention to like other characters instead of like the main kind of story this time because I was like, I've seen this so many times, I need to find something else. And there are just so many good like Chicago accents and like cops and like characters that are just over the top ridiculous. And I love every second of it. Sorry, I was silencing my phone because it rudely interrupted. You know, that's just as rude as like Kevin, like not packing his bags. Oh, okay. and also like <laughs> he does he's using his dad's like fish hooks to make ornaments. He's just some kind of a little shit in the first like five minutes. That's so confused because I was like, my Kevin's not doing anything. <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah. so confusing when a character in a movie is named Kevin and you can tell that they're clearly Irish Catholic because one, huge family, two, Mick name, and three, the kid's name is Kevin. So exactly damn irish catholics and their kevins <laughs> uh but yeah like he he kind of sucks he's like just causing all these issues but everyone else really sucks too like he's an eight-year-old kid and everyone's like you should know how to pack your own things and everyone's always doing stuff for you like you can't even tie your own shoes which okay yeah he should be able to tie his own shoes he should be able to tie his own shoes 
I'm pretty sure my parents did not trust me to pack my own bag for vacation. I was trying to think about that too, of like, when did I pack my own stuff? Or at least where they didn't even check it. Like, even if I did, they were like, hey, make a bag. They would always maybe add to it or be like, you forgot pants or coats. (laughs) You didn't bring any underwear. Nowadays, I pack enough underwear to soil myself three times a day. The whole time I'm gone. (laughs) Just in case. Just in case, you know. (laughs) And two pairs of pants and two shirts for every day. Like, I'm such an overpacker now it's an issue what was i gonna say that oh the best part though is when he's like oh i don't know how to pack what should i pack and his brother's like buzz already told you toilet paper and water <laughs> which i'm like now is you can't you wouldn't take water on a plane they don't allow that no but also it's the toilet paper shortage of 2020 <laughs> right <laughs> i guess you would need to bring toilet paper with you <laughs> they called it he is kind of helpless and he he is kind of a butt but everyone else is such a crumb i don't know what to call them well his uncle's like a cheapskate and kind of just like a mean weird guy oh my god or whatever hate his uncle his uncle sucks so much (laughs) look what you did you little jerk but kevin is a very precocious little kid and he's obviously he's like very not mature i guess intelligent for his age right yeah so as helpless as he is there's yeah some intelligence there because he's like snarky he yeah knows how to like get under people's skin a little bit you know Stuff like that, yeah. Kind of a problem child. I mean, I'm sure I was probably a little bit of a problem child. I mean, I was a problem child because I was, like, destructive and disruptive. Not because I was... What did you break in your house? Oh, God. Um, A prime example that still my dad brings up all the time. (laughs) We used to have these speaker systems for, you know, like the stereo or whatever. And this is the 90s, so, of course, it was, like, huge. It was, like, a fucking cooler but it was also on a stand that brought, I don't know, there was like a two and a half foot tall stand. So they had a stand with a speaker. And then on top of it, they had this statue that was made of like slate or something. And somehow when I was six years old, I was like trying to, I was playing in the living room and I decided like, oh, I'm going to try and get in the corner behind this speaker to hide or something. So somehow I like moved it and the statue fell and <laughs> broke pretty badly. And my dad will never stop bringing that story up because I was like a little six-year-old kid and this statue was like 90 pounds or not that much. It was very heavy though. It could have killed you if it landed but, on you. But somehow I managed to move it and then break it. Right. So. That's kind of a Kevin thing to do. Yeah. No. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> no, he would have like smashed it trying to get pieces from it to make something else. Right. Or he would have like painted a face on it or something like that. Yeah, I broke a lot. I feel like I broke a lot of little stuff. I think the funniest thing that I ever did that was like destructive was my mom got me like a cup of cranberry juice and there was like this table that that I was sitting by for a bench. It wasn't even a table. It's just like a bench that was on the floor because I was like playing and she's like, I'm not going to set it down until you calm down. Cause you're going to spill it. I'm like, Oh yeah, whatever. I'm not going to spill it. And she, she sets it down and immediately my knee hits the bench and it hits the cranberry juice up in the air all over the white curtains. Thumbs oh, up. No. <laughs> so like immediately after I was like, there's no way I'm going to spill this. Mom, I promise I'm not going to spill it. Don't even worry about it. Yeah. <laughs> I did it. Your great grandmother's linen curtains. Pretty, pretty much. That's yeah. Also, he's the youngest of the family, and he's got four other siblings, so clearly he's going to be acting out because he's probably not getting a ton of attention, and mm-hmm. all his siblings are shitting on him and stuff. So it's dinner time, and they got pizza. His brother ate all the pizza that he was going to eat, <laughs> which because you've got a house full of kids. Why would you not get, like, seven plain pies? What kind of kids like olives and mushrooms? Yeah, I've never been that guy to, like, enjoy just plain cheese, so I don't really understand it. But, like, I understand that kids are super picky. So, right. like, And they know Kevin, right? So, like, if they know for a fact that he only eats cheese pizza, right, even if two or three other people also wanted cheese pizza, that's, like, one that's gone already. Yeah. Also, you make sure, like, if someone only eats specific things, especially a kid, you're, like, make sure you save some for your brother. People point that shit out. But he, like... He eats the pie, Kevin attacks him, which is a bit of an extreme reaction. And then it causes like all this chaos and everyone is like shitting on him. And his uncle's like, look what you did, you little jerk. Knocks over the Pepsi, Pepsi's everywhere. Fuller gets his face all smushed by it because the ant gets up to like clean it up. <laughs> there was also a cop standing, or well, a cop, air quotes people, um, standing quotes. in the foyer. <laughs> 
Um, Joe Pesci. Actually, no, I take it. This this is a house with a foyer. It does have a foyer. It does. For sure. So the cop is like standing there trying to get people's attention. And the kids are running around trying to pack and no one will answer him or anything. And yeah, he's like asking people, are you going away on vacation? Blah, blah, blah. It's the mm-hmm. holidays. There's been a lot of break-ins, but he's really just trying to figure out if people are leaving. Which is so insidious. And I'm sure that burglars have done this before because people have such like, well, not anymore. People had such an innate, easy trust of cops. Right. So. Well, my question to you on this part was going to be, again, kind of going back to how fancy and what neighborhood are they living in? Because I'm sorry, no cop has ever just gone up to me and been like, yeah, I'm just making sure you guys are safe, like leaving your house, like we can watch it for you. Like what? That's and not a, like, yeah. no one comes in randomly and like, they just accept it. Like, who even let him in the house? <laughs> like, yeah, I want to know who let him in the house. And also, he opened the door for the pizza guy, which is like, this is not your house, dude. So rude. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So he gets sent to his room because he caused all this chaos at dinner and everyone hates him for it. Like, calm down, people. It's just some spilled milk. It, yeah, it really wasn't even that bad. They definitely clearly still ate most of the pizza. They were just, it was just a spill. Yeah, also they created part of the mess and the chaos too. Because like, yeah, he attacked his brother, but then everyone like started freaking out and they knocked over all the milk and then the uncle injured his own son. Mm -hmm. So Kevin gets sent to, not even his own room, he gets sent to the attic for the rest of the night. So he didn't get to eat, he gets sent to the attic and everyone hates him. So that's when he goes, he says, she's like, oh, you can come down whenever you're ready to be a part of this family again or something like that. And he's just like, he's like, I don't want to be a part of this family. In fact, I don't, when I grow up, I don't want to have a family at all. I wish all of you just disappeared. <gasps> oh my God. And she's like, I hope you don't mean that. And he's like, I do. And she's like, say it again. And so he says it again. And so he really, he doubles down. You don't challenge a kid like that either. Like, come on. And yeah, like, what did she want him to say immediately after that? Like, you're right, I'm sorry. <laughs> You're right, I'm so sorry. Whatever. But do you think, because then kind of like, whatever, where are we at now? Like a tree, So everyone's asleep and then a tree branch falls in the night and knocks out the power. Okay, right. So like, do you think this, because I just thought about this for the first time ever. I've never really thought about it. Like, do you kind of think this is similar to A Christmas Carol when... Like, did Christmas magic make that wish happen? Is that why it hit, like, the thing? Or do you just take this at face value of just, like, pure coincidence? Or was there, like, the spirit of Christmas caused him to really understand what he cares about? I took this one at face value. I think I always did, too, until last night. I was like, oh, it's weird they did that little thing. Like, yeah, and they, they like, make this- zoomed in on a Santa face in the wreath. Mm-hmm. But they never really explore that option, really. No. So the power gets knocked out is before cell phones. So everyone sleeps in and then they're in a huge rush to leave the airport. 45 minutes. Yeah. 45 minutes to get to the Good airport luck. and on a flight. I don't think so. Not a chance in hell. No. <laughs> Not a cold day in Chicago. I think one time I got through like check-in and security in maybe like 30 to 40 minutes. Not at Christmas though. No. Also it was at LAX, which I was super surprised about. Well, that is impressive. Yeah. It was not peak travel time. But so they're all like rushing to get to the 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 van to go to the airport and some neighbor kid mm-hmm. shows up and while they're doing a head count, they accidentally count him. And he's like, Bye, see you later. Bring me some bring me bring me back something French. <laughs> something French, whatever that means. Yeah. <laughs> and so then they leave. So they never have I'm gonna say two things. The the girl that counts, I love her, I think. I think I'm in love with her because how like her her like cleverness of just like, she's like, did you count everybody? She's like, yeah, 11 people, or she's like 11 people, including me, two parents, whatever, blah, 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 six girls, five boys, and a partridge. Like it adds up to 12 or whatever, like how many drivers? Yeah, and I was two just drivers like, and... I was like, how did she count that fast? I can't even repeat it right now. And I'm like, and yeah. so I love this ass. But then secondly, they never actually questioned her again to be like, how did you miscount? Yeah, I mean. I like, guess did they figure the- that out? In the panic, they were probably just like, oh, no, it was a horrible accident. I would have blamed her a little bit. of been like, hey, you counted. Well, I'm sure that neighbor kid is like <laughs> the kid that comes over all the time. And they tell him every time to just go away because like nobody likes him. But <laughs> yeah. he still just shows up anyways. So if they found out that he was the reason that they miscounted, I- I'm sure there would be hell to pay. Did, did, did his 
Did his family go anywhere though? Because if he's so nosy and around all the time, where was he with Kevin being like, Oh, you're home alone. Weird. They did. They said that they were going, he said that they were going to Orlando. Oh, that's okay. But so first they're driving to Milwaukee to pick up his grandma. You remember that conversation? All I remember was the bus driver being like, ah, jeez, kid, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, I did just watch the movie like three hours ago. So yeah, fair enough. It's all very fresh. Oh yeah. This all kind of happens like pretty quickly, at least in terms of the notes. Cause they go to the airport, they get to the airplane, they get on board. They don't bother counting again when they get there. Yeah. Also, the fact that they were in two separate vans creates some confusion because then nobody notices. I'm sure they're like, oh, I'm sure Kevin's in the other van. And, right. Uh, but so they would have had, they would have had an extra ticket that was not claimed. But they were in such a rush. The flight attendant just told them, like, just get on the plane. Count your tickets later. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. He's all alone. He wakes up. He's all alone. He thinks he made them disappear. And he immediately starts partying like a kid, which means jumping on beds running around the house, screaming, watching R-rated movies. I do think it's a weird move. His very first thing to do was pop popcorn, bring that to his parents' bed, and jump on their bed. Oh, yeah. That's like the best. He's like, I can't wait to do that. I've always wanted to do this. I mean, I definitely always wanted to. Well, because parents always have a big, huge bed, Mm -hmm. you know? Especially compared to, like, unless you're one of those kids that had, like, a full size. I mean, we had bunk beds for the longest time. Same. So we had like tiny beds. So, you know, of course your parents' bed is like huge. It's like, oh my God, it's like a trampoline. So I probably would have done the same thing. They also seem kind of like parents that would be like, they wouldn't allow their kids in their room and be like, don't go in our room. You're messing up. Well, maybe not him because he's a little punk. But I would say as a kid, this part would be like the best. This is maybe the best part as a kid other than like obviously at the end when he's like devising the plan and everything. But like this is the best. Like when you're a kid, this is what you wanted to do. Home Alone be like, what would I do? I would eat all the junk. <laughs> like, I love that it's nothing that crazy. It's just like stuff we can do now as adults. Is like, well, oh, the like, worst thing about being an adult is you can do anything you want, but then you feel like you have to be responsible. You know, as a kid, I was like, when I'm an adult, I'm going to eat candy for dinner all the time. And now I'm like, uh, candy, too much candy makes my teeth hurt and makes me nauseous. And also I'm not trying to have clogged arteries. So let me eat this broccoli. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Or if you jumped on your own bed, you're just like, well, now I'm just breaking my own bed. That's not that bad. and we have a memory foam mattress, so <laughs> there's no bounce to it. Yeah, there you go. How boring is that? I'm old. I sleep <laughs> with a heating pad on my back sometimes, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like pretty frequently. <laughs> this is what you grew up. This is what you would do. If I know. You were home alone. Be like, I would get my heating pad and I'd watch it already. <laughs> if I was home alone. You know what? Now I'm determined to eat an ice cream sundae you should so yeah he just he's just going wild and uh he watches this movie which is very iconic for the line keep the change you filthy animal (laughs) he uses it a lot in this movie i'm not gonna lie though i at this part now as like an adult be like even as a kid i think i was like kevin's kind of a little bitch (laughs) (laughs) he's scared of that movie it's black and white you don't even see like the people like him getting shot blood or anything like that like i was watching i watched deliverance i think when i was like 10 years old like that'll mess you up or like child's play silence of the lambs i was watching that as like a kid like because my parents wanted to watch that like what this is nothing yeah i don't remember like i definitely watch a bunch of scary movies or like r-rated movies as a kid with my parents they're like you just can't repeat the curse words this guy just says pup your guts full of lead yeah it's not even (laughs) not even that violent it's not even that violent i'm just i'm just saying it calling it out guy hot take hot take everybody so the mom like while they're on the flight to france realizes that they forgot something and eventually (laughs) she realizes that it was kevin and so she's like freaking out there's not really anything (laughs) they can do because they're in the air right now (laughs) and then when they arrive in france they like there's all the flights are booked because it's christmas time yeah. Although, like, who's trying to fly to Chicago from France around Christmas time? And also on the plane, when they're trying to figure out what they forgot or whatever, the you know, she's naming stuff. She's like, she turn off the coffee, turn off the oven, whatever. And then the dad's like, oh, it's the garage. I forgot to 
shut the garage. And they're just so cavalier. They're just like, okay. And I'd be like, no. Like, well, yeah, that would stress me out. I mean, I guess they're not the kind of people that have like tons of extra shit in their garages, but. And it was, I think it was detached, right? So like, it's not like if someone breaks into your garage, it's not like they can get into your house, I guess. But if they have a nice ass house, they have a nice, they have nice stuff in the garage. They have nice cars or something like, come on. Yeah. Well, they had hatchbacks, which was probably like a brand new car back then. Yeah, probably. But yeah, I just found that very interesting. Be like, they're just like, it's fine, whatever. It's fine, don't worry about it. We'll just buy a new car. The other thing is that when they're trying to find a way back home, they're like, there's no planes going anywhere in America. And then she's like, well, what if we pri- uh, charter a private plane? Like, like it's nothing. <laughs> yeah. That's how rich they are. <laughs> that's exactly how rich they are. If you even think of that idea, that's how rich you are. I would never even cross my mind. Oh, no. Well, I mean, I have issues with like, her idea and like how they get back to him. But I think we'll get to that probably a little later. Yeah. But right now the burglars are trying to break into the house because the fake cop, Joe Pesci, like talked to all the families and he knows like which ones are empty because they all have like lights on timers, mm-hmm. which is crazy. Like you should probably try and randomize your timers if you can, which you definitely can nowadays with technology. Yeah, right. It was definitely what the ones you were talking about where it's like, 650 because he had it down to the minute he's like this one's 715 this one's like 720 22 yeah yeah so yeah they were all he had that all like planned out and marv does nothing <laughs> like he did what does he do uh he kind of just fucks things up yeah he's the reason later on when they get caught why they caught like <laughs> their charges were probably way more than they would have be, been if he hadn't done the wet bandits thing right but they're, they try to break into the house and Kevin scares them off by turning on some lights. Mm-hmm. Which was honestly very fast and brave thinking for an eight-year-old. Yeah, I thought about that too. Like, what would I... I was trying to think of, like, what would I do as a kid? I don't know if I would immediately think to be like, I'm going to turn on every single light, especially, like, the back porch because that's the one that they're trying to get in right now or whatever. So he does, he does pretty good, like, with that. And is this also when he... Oh no, I see. Never mind. Later on in your notes about the, we'll get to the second time he scares him off because I, I have he does same, it a lot. I have the same question that you have, I think. Yeah. Um, so back in France, the mom decides to wait at the airport while the rest of the family goes to the uncle's house. She's just going to wait there for a flight to try. Because uh... <laughs> shit ass Uncle Frank also is like trying to make her feel better. He's like, I left my reading glasses. Does that help? Like, so, like <laughs> cut this motherfucker out of your life. He sucks. He sucks. Yeah, that's the same thing as, the, yeah. as my kid. My child is equally as important as your reading glasses, Frank. <laughs> and just, yeah, and then they just go to the uncle's, and he's over there, like just eating shrimp or whatever. We actually never see his brother that lives in France. They're just at his house. They're kind of like there's people in the background because he like at one point he like walks out of the kitchen the frank that is the shitty uncle he's like hey everybody look what i found in the kitchen and you see like two people at the christmas tree and the lady's like frank those are for later so i'm guessing the guy that was next to her is the brother that lives in france but frank just fucking sucks these people are inviting you into their house like your brother and his wife have invited you into their to stay in their house i don't know a week or something you know you don't just take over and do whatever the hell you want yeah, and he kind of acts like that at their. He kind of acts at, like that at their house to begin with, at the like Kevin's dad's house or whatever. Like where he's he's just doing whatever, taking. He takes the pizza, but he doesn't pay for it. You know, he's like, "Oh, not my house. Somebody else will pay for it." You're just like, "All right, Frank." Like you're. I don't like Frank at all. Hot take. Fuck Frank. Fuck Frank. The uh, oh, so Kevin tries to start being like kind of mature because he doesn't have a toothbrush. Also, he's like talking to himself. Yeah, pretty pretty early on. Not not. It's like a day later. <laughs> yeah, he's trying to be responsible, so he goes to the store to try and get a toothbrush, and then he ends up accidentally shoplifting because the scary snow shovel guy that lives next door to him shows up. This part though, where he's like, I get what they're trying to do, right? Because they're trying to be like, he's like, nobody, th- everybody thinks I'm a baby. I'm gonna pretend yeah go to the store and buy something and like ask really responsible questions but as an eight-year-old i don't think i knew what the hell the fda was i certainly wouldn't ask if it was approved by one no absolutely not yeah like what are you talking about well where's his toothbrush at home 
I think his family pack, probably pack, packed pack, it. Packed it up. They have extra toothbrushes. Yeah, the they definitely have extra toothbrushes, and they definitely have like travel toothbrushes. Right. Yeah. Come on. But uh, but fair enough. Whatever. So yeah, he. The, so that's another one, right? So like the 1950s shopkeep, even though it's 1990, you know, they're just they the old lady. Jimmy, stop that boy! And he's just like, this brings in the action, like shoplifter. You're like, it's not even that big a deal. Nobody would care. What is that toothbrush? Two ninety nine. In 1990, probably a dollar. Yeah, maybe one oh seven with tax. But you know, Johnny, I'm sure is just waiting. He's he was like ready for action. He is dedicated to retail and upholding the honor of it yeah he's got that like the whatever like the not a, a shop apron which i thought cape. was funny apron apron yeah <laughs> i want to say cape he he wishes it was a cape because <laughs> he, he, yeah and then he yeah goes again and just points to again another cop just out and about in chicago be like hey cop stop that guy and he starts chasing him. there's not just cops out like around to like call on people to I mean, yeah, I was going to say, not really. In, so in my town right now, they're still, they have like a, a section of the road closed because they're still doing like outdoor dining. So there's just a cop there every night. Yeah, that's a little different now. But yeah, this is totally different. Also, what I'm going to say though, what he's he finally, whatever, he gets away. He steals, he feels bad because he's like steals the toothbrush and he's like, oh man, I'm a shoplifter now. But here's the thing, Kevin. You stole a toothbrush. You probably don't have any toothpaste either because they would have packed that shit too. Oh, that's true. <laughs> so what the hell are you going to do with your toothbrush? Nice. Didn't even think about that. Well, he's probably pretty preoccupied with that because then he almost gets run over by the wet bandits. Then he like recognizes Joe Pesci by his gold tooth. And they start like, let's follow him and see where he's going. And then they're wondering like, why is this kid running? I don't know, maybe because a creepy van is following him. Yeah, that's right. He he, yeah, he noticed him because of that tooth, right? And he's and then even what's Chopesh's character or whatever is like, it's like I feel like I, he looked at me weird. I feel like I know that guy. But he decides that he's gonna be prepared for these burglars because like, how does he figure out that they're burglars just from them? Chasing? I mean, I feel like just like the feeling. <laughs> I guess so. He decides that he's going to be ready for them. So he sets up like a fake Christmas party with um, mannequins and a, what do you call it? The cardboard cutouts? Fat heads? Big heads? Yeah, the the fat heads are like the stickers now that people put on their walls or whatever. Yeah. So this, yeah, this was like a shoe store, like Michael Jordan cardboard cutout or whatever. Like definitely Uh, in Foot Locker somewhere. Yeah. So, but he's like, you know, he's rigged everything to move around and stuff. And it's very clever. But my biggest question is why does his family have so many mannequins? <laughs> could, could not agree more. I think that was maybe the other thing that I was watching, like other than these stupid side characters that I fell in love with. There was like the mannequin part this time. I've never thought about it that much. And like, who? I don't have one mannequin, let, let alone 10. <laughs> I don't have anything that I could even pretend was a person without like a lot of effort and stuffing yeah so i think it would have been better looking obviously hindsight 2020 like it would be cool or better now it'd be like okay he makes yeah like a mop or a vacuum and he turns it into like it looks like art like they would look very shitty but the whole point of it is that they only see the the shadows right so you make it look like people maybe the mom's like a fashion designer or something it's true i guess yeah we were talking about mr McAllister being the breadwinner maybe it's maybe it's mom yeah uh, so the mom has caught a flight to Texas. They they just jump back to her very briefly throughout the movie. She's she's in Texas at this point. Okay, can I talk about my problems with this though now? What's up? I have problems here because so when they're still in France and they're like she's talking to those old the old people or whatever and because she's like I'll give you this like five hundred bucks plus this plus this plus this plus this for you to give me my ticket or whatever which that doesn't work that way anyway, regardless, like they're not going to like to transfer the names and stuff, right? Whatever. Yeah. That's a bigger issue. I kind of hate these people, these old people, because the lady, the old lady's just like, it's for her kid. But then it's like, yeah, but you also didn't agree to that until she gave you her watch, $500, first class tickets and her earrings or whatever. You just like, you just swindled this lady. Yeah. Just so she could get home. Like, you would think somebody, if there really was a problem, I feel like there would be maybe be some Christmas spirit going around at the airport to be like, do you want my seat? Take my seat. Whatever. I'll take the next flight because I don't have a, to be home. Like, what do those old people have to, where do they have to be? Nowhere. <laughs> yes. 
Yeah, dead. Yeah, um, that's true. I, you just filled me with rage at this old bitch. <laughs> exactly. I hated her more than the guy who was. Just yeah. Um, the the bandits come back again because they're like, well, I thought they were gone, so let's try and see tomorrow night if they're if they're you know because they thought there was a Christmas party. Let's go back tomorrow and see if they're gone again. And then he scares them off yet again with firecrackers that he stole from his brother and the mob movie. Yeah, which so now he's used that mob movie to get free pizza as well, or not free pizza. So I don't even know why he used it actually, just to scare the pizza guy. I don't know because like I definitely answered the door for pizza guys when I was young. Well, right, like the driver wouldn't care that he's eight years old, and as long as he had money, he'd be like, well, whatever. <laughs> I guess so. But they think the man is think that there's like other burglars in there robbing them, mm-hmm. so they decide to like wait around and see what's going up. Meanwhile, mom gets, she's like made it back to the U.S., but she's in Scranton, PA, which <laughs> sucks. Cause, Just like being in Pennsylvania or? Uh, not Pennsylvania necessarily. I'm not a huge fan of Pennsylvania. Sorry to any of our listeners. I think the liquor laws are archaic and the roads, the traffic patterns are dumb. But also I'm from New Jersey, so I'm biased and <laughs> I'm from the least, the most hated state in the country anyways. So <laughs> yeah. whatever. But <laughs> Scranton apparently like really sucks. I was reading like a Reddit AMA thing or ask Reddit posts and mm-hmm. like apparently there's not shit to do in Scranton. It's like not a great place to live and I, th- I don't remember if there's like a high crime rate or what, but Oh, interesting. You apparently it just kind of sucks. That is good to know. We did forget though. I do have to talk about the go for it. So when she obviously she's like yeah, trying to finagle her way to get to him faster when in like two or three days right they were like we'll have a flight this day this time and the rest of the family's like we're just that's why they go back to the other house right because they're like we'll just wait for that and we'll meet you back there hopefully you get there faster or whatever um so i don't even know if she's communicating with her husband or whatever like they don't know where each other are at which is whatever it's 90s um no the when she calls the cops like the chicago cops oh to be like (laughs) <laughs> you know she's all hysterical the, they i don't know if you caught this so the first lady who answers the lady cop is like she's like oh i think this is like uh oh the child intervention crisis center yeah. person or whatever so like i'll transfer over to him she, his name is sergeant balzac i did hear that i was like <laughs> what just some light humor right so they clearly just throw that in there and then you know he because then he says it again. He's like, I'm Sergeant Balzac. How can I help you? And you're like, twice. Yeah. You guys make a ball joke. Yeah. <laughs> but also, like, they just suck anyways because they don't seem to understand what the hell's going on and they really don't take it seriously to go check on him. Yeah. You want us to go to their house and check on your kid? <laughs> Except, yes. Yeah. Also, I'm pretty sure that, like, cops would react a bit more severely if someone told them, like, I left my son home alone. Well, right, because now we're talking about child protective services, and I think you got a shitstorm on the back end when you get back on, like, maybe you're unfit to have a kid. Another, this is just like a small subliminal humor that they did. When he almost gets hit by the van that the burglars are driving, it's a Ram, a Dodge Ram, but, like, you just see Dodge coming at you real quick. I thought that was really funny. It's like, you're about to get hit, and the word Dodge is coming at you. That's it. I did not. I like that too. But yeah, that was probably intentional as well. Um, but when the cop does actually go, because they do finally get that cop to like go, he knocks on the door, barely waits five seconds. He's like, I love his answer. He goes, he's like, there's nobody home. Tell her to count her kids again. <laughs> You're just oh, like, gee, I did not hear that. You're like, what? You're like, they basically call this lady. She's like, this lady's batshit crazy. Tell her to count her kids again. <laughs> yeah so like did they already did they tell him the whole story of like counting the kids and how we miscounted because like how did he even notice say that as a reference yeah seriously <laughs> she, she should have i mean i guess she's hysterical so it's a little tough but you need to be like precise with what you're saying the bandits realize that he's home alone so they're like well we're just gonna we're gonna fucking get this kid now mm-hmm. and he overhears them talking that they're gonna come back at like nine o'clock that night <laughs> yeah, yeah because uh, I would talk about my plans to rob the house that I'm going to go back to right in front of the door of the house that I'm about to rob again. Really loudly. <laughs> yeah. When there's somebody in the house. Some people are burglars because they need to do it. These guys are doing it because they're bad and... They're just bad. 
they're just bad and greedy which is they're why, willing to endanger a child <clears throat> right and this is why he leaves the water on right because even the other guy's like why do you do that he's like that's he's like that's he almost says it sucks right he's just like he's like why it's terrible and then yeah, he's just like because not only did would you come back to your house being broken into you're like what the fuck all of our our house is flooded yeah what an insurance thing yeah that'd be so horrible so he decides to go to church goes to church and then he runs into the scary snow shovel man who's actually very nice and he's got like a sad backstory and i think i, I think he's probably my favorite side character Mr. Snow Shovel Man. Well, I feel like they want him to be your favorite side character. And he is good, but you almost kind of wonder, what did he do to like be so make his son so mad to not see his granddaughter? Yeah, I mean, it must have been a pretty big argument. But it just happens, right? Like family squabbles. or We find out he's not that bad of a guy. The story was from Buzz that this guy kills people, right? And then salts the shovel or turns the bodies into salt and something like that it's he puts them in the salt yeah it was dumb he's actually just a sad guy he's all alone we don't know what happened to his wife but his son doesn't talk to him so he's all alone and sad yeah he's He's like you got to be brave because you know stuff's still scary when you get older and then kevin's like well maybe you should talk to your son then but he's it's time to set up all the booby traps and stuff and like this is absolutely the best part of the whole movie this is the part that Mm -hmm. all kids think about and love and they're like i want to do that but none of us would have had the capacity to do that at eight year old at eight years old no way i would not have figured that out no absolutely not it would have been like i'm gonna put some marbles on the ground yeah or like, I'm going to tape this string across the doorway and it's totally going to trip them. But meanwhile, it's like just a piece of dental floss with some scotch tape. <laughs> I wouldn't even have come up with booby traps. I would have been like trying to make stupid makeshift weapons probably to be like, I got to fight these guys. <laughs> no way I'm gonna, you're going to kill them, but you're going to be like, I'm going to have to. And that's like, pretty would, brave of you, honestly. I would probably just tape up like steak knives to like a bat and try to make like a little spear <laughs> or something like that. Like that's in my head. Jesus, pretty brave. We're gonna make a different version of this where it's a horror movie, okay? Because that could also be the case. Okay, so well, it's it's happening right now. He, they, it's like nine o'clock. They show up to break in, and some of the stuff that he does to these people is horrific but what's your favorite of the booby traps i'm not gonna lie the paint cans is super classic i think but also i would say the heating of the the hand iron on the doorknob that's pretty would, smart would have never thought about that and that would hurt like hell like ah yeah I, what the fuck did he use to heat up the doorknob anyways i like the uh fan with the feathers i feel like that's more realistic <laughs> that is more realistic you know, like the pudding, the, the cellophane with whatever there and like the way he rigged the fan where like he turned it on, but there was a pencil in there to, to stop the blade from moving. So then mm-hmm. that moves. I thought that one was pretty good. But yeah. the paint cans one, I legitimately wonder if that would fucking murder someone. I mean, they they hit them in the face, head really hard, and then they fell down the stairs. I, I would see really hard. Now. Plus, they would be dead. I think one of them would be dead before that. The one that falls down, or at least broken a hip or something, because he slides down those stairs, those concrete steps. Yeah. Because he, he watered. That's also pretty good, too. Like, waters the steps, makes them super icy. Yeah. And then also, or in the basement, the step with the nail that he like puts the tar on that's genius as well (laughs) yeah i mean at least that marv didn't step all the way down on the nail that is that is one of my biggest fears i think i realize now is like stepping on a nail stepping on a crack to break your mother's back yeah (laughs) (laughs) but yeah he he wrecks these guys they almost break their backs slipping on icy stairs burn their hands on hot doorknobs Irons falling on their faces, tar covered feet, oh, yeah, God. tetanus from a nail, glass in his fo- glass oh, in his feet. Ugh. Ugh, that's horrible. Uh, tar and feather the guys. Okay, when he he like zip, zip lines to the treehouse, and then yeah, they start to climb, and he cuts the rope, and he, they hit the side of the house. Even that would be like, oh my god. Yeah, these guys like you can break really shoulder. take a beating. I don't know how they're still alive. I wonder. If there was like a Mythbusters episode where they tested these things to see if people would survive. I actually feel like I have seen something like, I don't know if it was Reddit or something like that, where like somebody kind of broke it down and maybe it was like a real doctor who was like, yeah, no, like <laughs> at the very least they would, like I, like I said, they wouldn't even get to that point because I'm pretty sure the way that guy fell, how far he fell, like it's like, you would have broke your hip. Like he can't move. Like Yeah, absolutely. At some point he's called the cops and he gives them to what? 
From the neighbor's house. No, he calls them from his house and gives oh, yeah. them the neighbor's address. That's right. Which I guess yeah. cops couldn't trace calls, but I feel like they can trace a call now. But you would still go, I feel like, maybe to the address that they said, or maybe do both. You would probably check both. Yeah, because I guess he realized at some point that they had probably robbed that house. So he's like, let me have them go pick them up here. So he like runs over there, but the guys head him off and they like catch him. Like, you think he's doomed. Well, because they pick him up and they, like we've established that these guys are in really bad shape. Um, Oh yeah, the blowtorch to the head. Did we forget about that? Why does his family have a blowtorch like that? I don't know. (laughs) Yeah, blowtorch to the head. Yeah, that guy would have been on, oh man, third degree, like whatever. But yeah, so they're... They basically pick him up. They hang him on a coat hook on a door, which I love. I kind of like that. I don't know yeah. how strong that hook is. Really strong. Yeah. Let me let me know where you bought that. <laughs> yeah. So Home Depot. Also, those doors would have been so strong. Definitely <laughs> solid wood. Yeah. Oak for sure. And then yeah, they're talking about how like oh, we're gonna bite off his fingers and we're gonna like uh, smash his face with an iron. Basically, everything that he did to them, they're gonna do to him. And yeah. like, he's an eight-year-old boy. He will definitely die within the first like 10 minutes of any punishment. He might survive slipping down some stairs because kids are rubbery, but yeah. I don't know about a paint can to the face. I don't know about a iron to the face or a blowtorch head. That, that's true too. But it's okay because he's saved. Saved. Saved by who? Your guy. The scary old man. My favorite. Not Balzac. <laughs> not, not Balzac. You know what? Balzac can go suck on a sack. <laughs> yeah. Uncle Frank and him can go hang out. Yeah, they can go jump off something. I don't know. <laughs> airplane. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. An airplane from France. Scary old guy shows up, which I guess he's just watching the neighborhood at all times. So th- this is where I kind of question that too, because he's definitely right. Salt in the sidewalks every night or whatever, because that's his deal. He's just trying to be nice for the neighborhood, I guess. And he clearly lives somewhere around there close by. He's never seen this van or these people. He's never caught them. Like, he clearly was watching them that night because how the hell did he know to go to that house? But he shovels them right in the face. Yeah. Which is great. And then he ta- saves Kevin and takes him... He just <laughs> takes fourth, him back to his parents' house? The fourth time they would be dead. Yeah. Because he shovels their faces in. Yeah, shovels them right in the face. Does he not question, like, let me take you back home, and then he just leaves him there home alone? <laughs> I don't know. It, whatever. The cops show up and they arrest the bandits. That's why it's called Home Alone. Yeah. Not because his family is in Home Alone, it's, but it's because the, the old man time. leaves him there alone. It's the second time. Yeah, because he is. He's like, let's get you home. So he does say that. And you're like, yeah. all right. And then somebody has to, I guess he kind of, I think the old guy maybe takes over and starts answering stuff for the cops. Because somebody's going to have to answer questions. And Kevin's just watching this through the window. He's like, this is great. You're like, this is awesome. You're like, is it awesome? They just ruined how many houses and you almost died. They almost died. Yeah. Also, I feel like a kid would absolutely want to talk to the cops and be like, I helped you catch them. Oh, I would either be bragging about it or I would be like very traumatic and like he probably needs therapy right now. So then he goes to sleep and it's Christmas Day the next day. His mom has been in the back of a moving van <laughs> with, with a polka with band. A polka band, yeah, John Kenny. We didn't even get to the polka band, yeah. Yeah, which just sounds miserable. And apparently they're all horrible parents too. But anyways, he like, <laughs> yeah. he wakes no up. Good parents. Christmas... Yeah, there's no a... good parents in this movie. Is this a, is this a decom? <laughs> <laughs> well, no. <gasps> His mom is a real estate agent. That's definitely what it is. But he wakes up on Christmas and it's snowing, the magic of Christmas. Right. Like, when was the last time you woke up on Christmas morning and it was snowing? Well, it's been a while. Or had snowed. I can't remember the last time. Oh, I'm, my family is from Kansas, so, like, usually when I go back, it's not snowy there. It's just everything's brown and dead, and, but it's still cold. It's, like, freezing. It's, like, eight degrees because it's windy and gross. And there's no snow? And it's usually just no snow. What the fuck? It's, it sucks. If it's eight degrees, you deserve snow. I agree. <laughs> yeah. You need to... You need to write a letter. My sister lives in Colorado now, so I get snow from her. And it kind oh. of snows here sometimes, too. So. Nice. So she probably gets snow on Christmas morning. Yeah. But, like, I get what you're saying, though. Like, the actual, like, coming down perfectly on Christmas morning, or even just the night before, like, fresh snow. That Yeah. That has happened, but, like, it's been probably 10, 12 years, I'd say. Yeah. I have stronger memories of raining on Christmas several separate years of it raining mm-hmm. on Christmas more than I remember it snowing. Or there was snow, but it's like gross now because it's like the cars have been in it and you're just like, mm, nice. 
Yeah. Magic of Christmas. It's snowing. He goes downstairs to look for his family because he like wished for Santa to bring them back. Mom? Mom, are you there? You do a very good uh, little kid voice. Oh, thank you. Little kid and bus driver voice. What's oh, bus driver voice? <laughs> oh, yeah. Airport driver. Oh, gee, oh, geez, kid, I don't know. That's, that's, my, that's my niche. But mom shows up and then it's like Christmas magic. He's like, you're back. No, Where's everyone no, no. else? He was very hesitant at first, remember? He was kind of pissy. But it took like two seconds. Yeah, I think he was also just kind of like stringing her along. Yeah, she's like, he's like, you know what you did, right? And they kind of wink at each other like, yeah. Well, I don't think he knows that they left him behind by accident. I think he, he just really thinks Christmas spirit. Yeah. Um, and then the rest of his horrible family shows up. <laughs> so this is, the mom is so, I get what she was trying to do, but so dumb because what we find out later is that, right, if you just waited the two days or whatever it was, that the French airport was like, this is the next flight and that'll get you right to Chicago and whatever. They show up basically at the same time. She did all yeah. that work, spent all that money, all that effort and got there five minutes before they did. Five yeah. minutes. That five minutes is important though because they had, they had reconciliation. Minute. Yeah, true. I so, guess. But like his dad doesn't seem too excited to see him he's like kevin my boy there you are so glad you're okay let's go get some breakfast yeah they're all he's like i got the a oh his shopping list yeah he's like he's like well we better go get some food because we don't have anything and kevin's like well i went shopping and they're like really what a funny guy and he's like <laughs> which was a weird statement be like what a funny guy you're like yeah i haven't seen you in fucking days what a fun um but his list was i got the eggs milk and the fabric softener <laughs> yeah like, like you don't wash no, clothes with just fabric softener i was like nobody cares about the fabric soft like that's not even who even I, I don't even know like that's rarely high on my list i could go without fabric softener who cares i don't think i use fabric softener no i don't so that's it his family's back and uh i'm most curious about how long it took him to clean up that fucking mess <sighs> there was <laughs> yeah like tar on the steps, broken broken Christmas ornaments on the floor. He had an entire Hot Wheels collection. Yeah. Yeah, the ropes, ropes the paint, like, did the paint cans open? I don't think they opened up, I guess. So no I guess paint. they didn't. Um, but right, the tar on the steps is a huge, can't get that off. Where's the spider at the end of this? <laughs> Just running around. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, well, and then they do, they do do a good job of like, so remember at the very beginning, uh, like when he first realizes he's at home, he like, fucks around in Buzz's room and like breaks the shelving that he has. Yeah. That obviously never gets cleaned up. And that's when Buzz is like at the very end of the movie, that's how it ends. He's like, Kevin, what did you do to my room? And that's, he like shuts the curtain like, oh shit. Yeah. Kind of ah! like, yeah. Kind of funny, but he, right. There were like, cause if all that happened at nine o'clock to what, I don't know, that was like a good hour, two hours of shit that went down with the burglars. He, it's almost yeah. like 11 midnight by the time that's wrapped up. Like he woke up at what? 7 a.m.? Maybe the old man helped him clean up the night before. You just and then still left him guy. home alone. Yeah, <laughs> he still left. What a funny guy. What a funny guy. <laughs> yeah, thanks Kevin's dad. I don't yeah. even know his name. Uh, so that's the end of the movie. His f- terrible family's back. That's it. And Yay. in a few years, in a few years, they do it again in Home Alone 2. Lost in New York. And then like eight years later, they do it a third time with a totally different child. <laughs> right. <laughs> Home Alone 3, I think it's just Home Alone 3. Okay, where are we at now? Is this where we do two truthies and a goofies? <laughs> I do believe so. Okay. Two of these are true. One of these is Home Alone. Okay. Number one of one. them is Home Alone? Do you mean yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> One of them is All Alone. Stand out. Um, number one, Macaulay Culkin actually drew the map that his character uses to set the trap. Mm-hmm. Okay. Number two, the ornaments on which Marv steps on were actually candy. Okay. Or three, Daniel Stern, Marv, uh, actually let out a real scream when the spider was put on him as he is actually terrified of spiders and the director decided last minute not to use a prop. Oh. Um... I want to say that the second one is true because I feel like usually when they do glass in movies, it's sugar glass so that it doesn't actually injure anybody. 
I'm gonna say Macaulay Culkin did not draw that map. It was too good for an eight-year-old. He drew that thing. He drew that bad boy. Fuck. Sorry. Hooey. <laughs> <Yeah>. uh, <laughs> oh, sorry. Oof. Yeah, got it wrong. Yeah. Oof. The. Oof. Huh. Oof. Done. Uh, fucked up. <laughs> nope. I made the other thing. I mean, it sounds like it's plausible that the guy hated spiders. So, but I don't know if that's true or not. I just made that it. one is very convincing. It's a very good one. So, that's our movie. That's our movie. Would you watch this? I feel like this is kind of a silly question for this, but like, would you watch it again? And who would you recommend it to? Yes, I would watch it again. I think everyone's watched it multiple times. I don't, I don't know anyone who hasn't watched it. I think even kids today should watch it. I would recommend it to. Or watch think, it if you're home alone. Do you think they will do a reboot, but like not a scary, weird, darker version like I would like, but like, are they just going to reboot it? Because like now it's like in the 2000s and like, like I don't think that... Pratt Falls and stuff like that are popular right now. Mm-hmm. I think they would probably try and do it kind of creepy. What's you like might the, get your wish. I might get that kind of also. Okay, we could still have Macaulay Culkin be the guy. That's the. It's oh just my god, he would totally be one of the burglars. Mm-hmm. Or yeah, it's like reverse this time. Like yeah, he's, yeah, that'd be great. Would you watch this again? Would you recommend it? And to whom? I would watch it again. Um, I seems like it's, I hardly, I would say like, I don't usually, this isn't one of the ones that like every year there's like a couple Christmas movies that I'm like, I'm definitely going to watch this. Like this one, I always obviously watch every year, but it's more like just cause it's on TV or on like other people have it on, like I'll catch it all together once. But like, this was actually the first time I think in a couple years where I sat down and was like, I'm going to watch Home Alone for sure. Yeah. Like to me, because like I have a Christmas vacation and a Christmas story are the two that like I am going to watch those for sure. It doesn't never like make it a point to watch Christmas movies. Maybe I should start and then I'll get more in the Christmas mood. You're grinchy. I'm. I'm not. Yeah. <laughs> you're, like, you're like I'm not. Well, I can't back it up that I'm not, but I'm not. Nope. Grinchy. Can't back it up. You're just. You're just nice shovel man. I'm nice shovel man. You're well. Yeah. Yeah. I do have a beard like him. I think I'm just gonna shave it all off for November. Fuck it. I would say, I don't know if you have a good outer, but like, I mean, if you get left home alone, what do you have better to do than rate and subscribe to our podcast? Oh my God. And you know, slam us in the face like a paint can with your comments on Twitter at Podding Together or on Facebook at facebook.com slash Podding Together. Yeah. Write us an email, whatever, at poddingthistogether at gmail.com. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Don't leave your kids home alone. (laughs) Yeah, be better parents. That's all we got for you, people. (laughs) 